What is going on, everybody? I'm your host of Ringroom Discussion, Stevie, Trimelson III, and this is, I, I kid you not, guys, this actually might be the 10th or 20th recording I've done, so let's just hope that this episode gets out to you guys. There's been some internal systematic issues, software issues, it's been a whole bunch of issues, but I plan on putting this episode out. So, folks, we're going to be talking about some pretty important stuff today, but before I even get on to talking about the important stuff, I want to thank you, wherever you're listening to, whether you're listening to this on your way home from work, on your way home from school, dropping the kids off at school, dropping yourself off at school, whatever you're doing, you took the time out to listen to the Ringo Discussions podcast, and I thank you this channel this podcast would not be anything without my listeners so i thank you all uh follow me on twitter again at t hudson 3rd that's where we can communicate i can get your your uh your views on whatever is going on in wrestling all right folks you know wherever you listen to this on spotify breaker uh the apple podcast wherever you listen to this on you're listening to it and it means a whole lot it means the world to me that you got to listen to it anyways folks let's get right into this episode of the ring of discussions podcast so everybody welcome to the ring of discussions podcast why has not not been an upload in a while because there has been again like i mentioned in the intro a few issues but don't worry we got this we got this big time uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Raw's ratings and, you know, the recent pay-per-views that have happened and how they affect wrestling. Not just that, but the higher-ups. What's going on in the higher-ups? Also, we're going to be discussing uh, independent wrestling. Independent wrestling's role in the modern era of wrestling and what's been going on and all that jazz. Uh, but again, as you heard in the intro, go follow me on Twitter at thudson3rd. That is where we can communicate and come together as one wrestling, one wrestling community. So, firstly, let's discuss you know issues that have been going on uh, with Crown Jewel and uh, specifically Crown Jewel. I'm not going to talk about the event itself, but I will mention that since the controversy that's happened uh, at Crown Jewel, whether that be you know with assassination of uh, Jamal Kashugi or Kashugi, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Uh, and we're not. This is not a show of politics, but I'm gonna have to mention a couple things. It's just how it is. This is journalism. This is how you. This is how you get news out to people. You gotta talk about what really happened. So we have his situation. Then also we had Hulk Hogan returning to Crown Jewel um, after everything that's been going on. We had Daniel Bryan and John Cena drop out. One of two of WWE's you know top guys, or one of the two out of you know the very few top guys that they do have, uh, and. It, it WWE's been a little bit wishy-washy lately. Seems like the main events, such as Becky Lynch and Charlotte, need to actually main event the show. I think Evolution was the best pay-per-view I've seen all year. I wish I was kidding, but I am that serious. I was engaged all the time throughout the entire pay-per-view, except for the Ronda and Nikki Bella match. I was barely even awake for that. The other matches, though, not just the nostalgia pop, but just to see that, you know, how far women, not just in WWE, well, no, in wrestling, women have been, or, you know, have been amazing. Whether we're looking at the 1980s uh, glow era or the 1980s through 90s through now Japanese uh, female wrestling, you know, it's been amazing. It's just on a mainstream level in the United States. It hasn't gotten the recognition that it should get, and it hasn't really gotten the push that it should get. You know, at one point, women 
on WWE TV were viewed as sex symbols rather than actually being, you know, wrestlers. In 2018, they are competitive. They're being shown as competitive. I do not doubt that, you know, Victoria or, well, no, Victoria was actually one of those people in the era that actually did wrestle. But they're not having, you know, bra and panty matches anymore. They're actually having full-on athletic matches. And it's good to see that. You know, it's good to see women actually in the WWE have character. They're allowing, which is kind of weird to say that, but they're actually allowing women to do well. I mean, Ember Moon, one of my favorite female wrestlers, if not my favorite female wrestler, is killing it on Raw uh, with her feud with Nia Jax. Although it's very, you know, just out of the blue, even though it built up at Evolution or started really at Evolution, uh... I think that, you know, what they're doing on Raw, I find the women's matches and the women's segments more entertaining than more entertaining. More entertaining than I find the men's matches. I'm just being completely upfront. I think that, you know, the men are doing a good job, but at the at, when you're comparing the women wrestlers to the men wrestlers, storyline wise and what's been going on, I'm more invested in this Ronda and Becky match that's gonna be happening next week at Survivor Series as well as uh as well as the match with or not the match but the feud with uh Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey that's going to be built up see they're actually pushing a, a a a proper feud when we have feuds like Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose and all that jazz I feel like it's important but if we're gonna make people tune in for those last 90 minutes maybe we build up the show and you know have the good stuff come out last at one point i I understand wanting to hook an audience in sort of like a thesis you want a thesis to hook the readers in i think if we're gonna hook the audience in we need to have good writers that can actually write a, a, a a a good episode we need to have a better creative team at least from what I see, I'm not in the upper realms of WWE. I do not write episodes, but from what I see, I, I do not like where it's going. It does not look, and it seems like fans aren't liking where it's going to a certain extent. Now, this is just the bad side. I'm going to be talking about the good side later, of course. But with low attendance records and with a drop in the stock post Crown Jewel as well with a drop in ratings the last 90 minutes of the show, causing, because if you guys don't know, this Monday, not two days from now, WWE, or whenever you're watching this, WWE will not have the uh, 3 hour and 15 minutes or 3 hour and 10 minutes normal episode of Raw. It will end directly at 11 because USA is disappointed with ratings. Now, the reason why I mention ratings is we're supposed to be having SmackDown on Fox News in 2019, October 2019. If we're going to be having SmackDown on Fox News, or not Fox News, if we're going to be having uh, SmackDown on Fox this right here, WWE needs to make this next year like their best year. They have to. They they need to show Fox, their new main distributor of SmackDown, that you know they're worthy of it. Now, what is this? What's what's going to be going on with Raw? I don't know if Raw will be on USA forever, but if they're going to make the move personally to get more viewers, I would probably stick to fox but at the same time i think fox has like the one of those monday lineups of shows or i think that's sunday so yeah maybe you know it can reach right audience i know i'll be able to watch the full length episodes uh because it's more accessible to people you know it's on basic you know 
cable, it'll be more accessible. That's number one. Number two, if you have the team to build up the show, if you have you know the the, the proper uh, people to build up the show, and if you give people, because I'm not saying I'm not blaming anything on the wrestlers. I'm really talking about backstage right now. If you really have the people to build, uh, let the characters build themselves up, then we wouldn't have issues like we're having when we're seeing low attendance records. At least from my point of view, this is all my opinion, and I'm using facts to back it up. I'm using statistics to back it up, and photos and numbers. Numbers don't lie. We dropped down from like a 2.684 million uh, people, million viewers at home to like 2.18 million in the last 90 minutes or in the last uh, third of the show of Raw. So if we're going to actually put on a good show, that is what determines the future of the television, WWE, on the, of WWE television. Putting out, you know, cheap, not not cheap thrills. Oh my gosh, that's the YouTube channel. My gosh. Using cheap tactics like, you know, Ruby Rye did with, uh, almost said Beth Phoenix, with Natalia's glasses and breaking them. Cheap heat. There you go. That's the word. Cheap heat. And, you know, with Dean, you know, pulling the trigger on, you know, Seth's, oh, not Seth's, when uh, Roman's, you know, like, I got to go home. I need to get well uh, at night when he announced that he had leukemia. Uh, I feel like although it's Dean's situation, that's okay. I understand what they're doing there. Do Are they exploiting Roman's situation? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say they're not. Uh, did Roman approve of it? I'm quite sure he did. That's that's fine. But they are going to be using that situation. Or it seems like they're going to be using the situation of, you know, Roman's absence um, and his role uh, to further push the storyline. Uh, I don't know if they'll be talking specifically about, specifically about you know, his situation with leukemia, which, again, I hope Roman Reigns gets well because I want to see him next year because that's another thing I want to get to. Roman Reigns' absence is actually, like, a huge issue right now. And I used to not like Roman Reigns, but I absolutely love Roman Reigns now. I'm just saying. I have my, I have my reasons. I think a lot of people are going to like Roman Reigns now. But with uh, the recent shenanigans between Seth and Dean and with uh, Seth losing... Uh, the tag titles to the AOP, that felt so rushed. I think if we're going to build up a proper storyline with these men, we need to have a, a an end goal. We need Dean to have an end goal rather than just him going back and forth with Seth. That's just my opinion. Okay, I want to know you guys' opinion about this. Now, I do want to talk about Hulk Hogan very, very briefly because I do not want to ramble on about this for too long. I don't, he doesn't even deserve the the my opinion on this. I'm just going to give like a very small smidget of it. Hulk Hogan returning at Crown Jewel was a bad idea. WWE, why would you do that? That's the big question. If you're going to be putting on an event in a country that has had, you know, some recent issues when it comes to, you know, uh, human rights issues and not necessarily promoting human rights, they're, you know, they're promoting, WWE's promoting Saudi Arabia as, you know, progressive society and, you know, I understand that. But when you bring Hulk Hogan, and I'm not going to even talk about Crown Jewel itself because I said I'm not going to even endorse the event. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to give you guys my viewpoint, like I mentioned. Hulk Hogan's role and being shown on TV at that time, that is like the, that's the worst time to put him on TV. I do not know when the best time to bring Hulk Hogan back. I do not know when or how, but they already messed up. 
So this explains the drop in stock from like 70 bucks down to about $67 or the market closed or the market is low yesterday was $67 and some change and now it closed at like $69. So either way, WWE stock and ratings are really showing, you know, why they need to just put the brakes on some of the things that they're doing. So now let's talk about independent wrestling. WWE has recently been in the talks with three uh, stars from New Japan. With those three stars from New Japan, this could bring you know uh, more people to the, from the indie scene to the uh, WWE scene. We have Keith Lee, we have Matt Riddle, we have Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era. We have a lot of people in NXT, people at the Mae Young Classic, people in Cruiserweight Division. Not really anybody on the main roster except AJ, uh, AJ Samojo. Well, actually, no. There's some people on the indie scene, but those were, you know, previous generations. My my younger era time of my life generation. The Ruthless Aggression era of independent stars. There we go. That's how we're going to describe them. So, this is going to bring in a new era. This is, as I just saw, I didn't even watch the video, but I just saw the video on YouTube from Mud Culture. Just the thumbnail itself, saying this is a new era for WWE. I completely and wholeheartedly agree. I now this is when we start to get to the pros of things. So this wasn't this not an all negative episode. I think that you know this is the WWE territory, the new territory age. Why do I say that? We're picking up people. You know, we're we're starting up the NXT territories, uh, the NXT UK territory. We're doing all these tournaments and pulling people from the independent scene. And we're in the talks with MLW, Progress, all this jazz. This is sounding like, this is history repeating itself. Um, Yeah, this is definitely history repeating itself. And I feel like if we were to try to pull off another Attitude Era, you know, this is going a little bit off topic, but another Attitude Era, it's just not going to work. It's 2018. And I actually want to see matches. I think Attitude Era wasn't necessarily built off of matches. There was, a, you know, very few that were actually really good. Not very few. There were there were some good matches in Attitude Era, of course. Actually, a lot better than today's. But it was mostly built off of character and storyline. I I want to see, you know, good characters. So maybe if we incorporate character, you know, development like we did in the Attitude Era, uh, now... Maybe things will be different. Also, I was not born in the Attitude Era, so I can't talk. Any of you Attitude Era listeners out there are like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm a Ruthless Aggression Era baby, so, you know, please forgive me. Uh, but that's just my thoughts. Ruthless Aggression-wise, you know, I like the Ruthless Aggression Era. Probably because I grew up with it and I attended events. Well, it was actually, like, late Ruthless Aggression, early PG Era. Either way, um, I, I think that if we're gonna be making the move that WWE wants to make the move on which is swallow up all the indies and um or work together with the indies then things will be you know 10 times better this means a lot of exposure for the independent wrestling stars this means a lot of exposure for independent wrestling companies and a lot of exposure to you know or a lot of not exposure but a, a wide range of uh faces that we'll see more in WWE so this is a really good thing but the thing about it is, Vince McMahon, the big guy, he's he's still in office. 
I, I do love Vince McMahon. I mean, he's the guy that brought us everything that we love today. It's just as simple as that. Uh, I don't know what his father's business would have been without him, you know, taking it to the level that he did. Uh, but Triple H has that more wrestling, you know, slat. He's the, 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 the wrestling and the money state of mind. I think that Vince has kind of lost the wrestling mind, at least from what I see on TV. I could be incorrect, but that's just from what I see. I don't really see Vince as a wrestling man. I see him more as a man that makes money, and I respect that. Do what you got to do to be out. Do do. Oh my God. Do what you got to do do. Do what you got to do to you know make the money. But you know, as a fan, I want to actually enjoy what I'm watching, and not just because of money. Uh, but then at the same time, you gotta also think about it. Triple H and Stephanie are in the higher ups. Well, also get well Triple H. I didn't even mention that. Get well Triple H and get well. Um, I almost said Joey Janela. My gosh, I'm I'm terrible. Who's recently injured? Uh, MLW Chicago. I think it was MLW Chicago. And uh, oh wow, I just love how the link on my clicks to it. It was Joey Ryan. There we go. I'm. Please forgive me. I had Joey Janela in my head. Joey Ryan being injured. Um, pulled his pec as well. Seems like that's a that's a common thing. Or Taurus pec. That's a common thing in wrestling in the past week or so. Either way, the wrist, the wrestling. Oh my gosh, the independent wrestling scene is definitely thriving. It's just how we're going to make it more mainstream, if you know what I mean. I think if we get the mainstream audience to have more eyes on people with the independent wrestling scene, I think wrestling can be seen as a more legitimate sport than it has been seen in the past. You know, whenever I do mention to people what I do, this show that I talk about, the things that I talk about, they see wrestling and just think that, oh, it's fake. Yes, it is scripted. Kayfabe is dead. But at the same time... We have injuries like the ones that we see. You know, we have situations like the ones that we've seen in the past with injuries, you know, like way worse, like on a different level than what we've seen with the, you know, pec tears and the muscle tears. Which, again, I'm not going to, you know, compare, but I'm just saying, you know, we, we've seen a lot, you know, with head injuries and CTEs as of recent years and, you know, doing a lot of brain studies, you know, especially with Benoit and uh, other uh, wrestlers with, you know, concussion issues i mean heck even daniel bryan so it's uh i think if we have that mainstream exposure on the indie scene things could possibly change but at the same time what is it going to mean when the indie scene dies out and it seems like all everybody's just a casual fan or a hardcore fan of everything. Because I feel like the hardcore fans know a whole lot about, you know... This is from my perspective. Again, everything's from my perspective. But the hardcore fans know about the independent scene. Casual fans stick primarily to just WWE. You don't have to watch the independent scene. But if you know about it, I feel like, you know... And you have some knowledge in it, I feel like you're a hardcore fan. You don't just walk like... You don't just watch Raw every couple of weeks or whatever. Unless you just are primarily an independent fan. I don't know. I don't know. You guys let me know about that. Either way, uh, it, it will attract more you know, viewers for sure to the independent shows. But what's going to happen when that fad dies out? 
what's going to happen when the independent scene dies out because WWE has just made a drought of it, which is, again, not terrible, but it's like it's something you got to think about. I don't know. What if all we have is WWE, you know, and the other shows are just, you know, second rate at best, you know, they could be lower. Uh, we got to see. That's as best as we can do. That's 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 as best as we can. We just got to see. Uh, before we get on to the break, uh, I do want to talk about Brock Lesnar and his role. And we're going to actually, this is going to be a quite early release episode. Releasing this at like 10 something, about 10.30 possibly, 10.20. Uh, so I'm going to make sure that I just, you know, cut, you know, to the outro at soon. Or cut to the ending outro of the episode. Uh, you give some wrestling news flashes uh, once we get to again that piece of the episode. But before I get to the outro, I do want to talk about Brock Lesnar and you know that situation with Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman is being booked as a you know what? Skip it, folks. We're gonna just we're gonna cut right to break. I'm gonna leave the suspense there. Uh, enjoy this little ten second, five to ten second little stock music that we got we got going all right okay cool all right folks we are back from the break and uh we're going to be getting to close out this episode uh talking about uh just a very small snippet uh, it's just some things that are wrestling related but i do want to get back to the braun Strowman situation so braun Strowman and how he's being booked in wwe as of right now i do not want to see braun Strowman as big show i love big show but come on guys we know he turns heel and face at the flip of a penny okay not a dime but a penny he'll, he'll just turn super duper fast and you know i feel like if we're gonna book braun as a monster heel or monster face or whatever you know do that don't make him look soft like they made him look against brock lesnar he didn't look like he could hold himself together in that match at crown jewel uh, again, I'm not going to be endorsing or reviewing the event. I'm just going to be mentioning, you know, very small snippets because so, they are important to the episode. So, you know, Brock Lesnar going against Braun Strowman at 35, WrestleMania 35. Hopefully we can have Brock Lesnar lose for once. We need Brock Lesnar to lose this title so we can get Braun to hold it. Book Braun as a monster heel or uh, a monster face, I forgot, a monster face, and book him like the monster he is, he's a big guy, he can get over with the crowd, uh, yeah, he's got, he's got a moveset, I, I think, you know, his moveset is, it's okay, but he can definitely get over with the crowd, and he can get over with me, if he can get over with me any day, I think this guy deserves to be, you know, a universal champion, win that universal title, sir, and go against, I don't know, uh, wait till Roman gets back. But maybe this can be included with the Dogs of War in the Shield. I don't know. We got to build off of something. But we can't just keep on having Brock Lesnar come back into the picture whenever WWE wants to just pull him out. Again, I respect Brock Lesnar for, you know, being a money man. But, you know, as a wrestling fan and as a pro wrestling journalist, I really want to enjoy watching wrestling and put money aside i love the sport not for the money but for the the shows that are put on it could be some high school gym at one point i cared about the setting 
It can be in some high school gym, but as long as the people out there are killing it and loving what they do, that's all that matters. And Brock is just going there just to make money and then go to UFC. And at least that's what it looks like because we don't know how these people are behind the scenes. Brock Lesnar, just his character, he could be in character all the time because he's always been that standoffish guy on camera and behind the camera. But whenever, you know, he's actually in an interview, he can, he, he may, you know, be legit. So maybe he does care about, you know, actually holding the title. Maybe he really does care about it. But, I mean, we're even starting to have an intersection between UFC and WWE. With Daniel Cormier, you know, saying like, oh, I want that title. I want that title, Brock. Even though WWE's not going to let that happen. Still, you know, we're building some type of, you know, storyline, which is cool. But uh, we got to make sure it pays off. That's about it. That's what I'm thinking about. Anyways, folks, that is it for the my thoughts surrounding how WWE and wrestling, the landscape of how it is today and how it could change and how it could do better. Let me know your thoughts by reviewing this episode wherever you are, whatever platform you're on. Uh, yeah, just let me know what you guys think about it. Or on Twitter, at thudson 30 uh, that's official ring sports tv twitter or if you have any questions uh that you want to ask you can email me at t hudson 3rd at gmail.com that's how you guys can reach me anytime you do want to uh if you guys have any questions regarding to the show or you know just regarding to anything uh wrestling related i am always open to talk now do you want to close out the show talking about impact wrestling their ratings have improved as of recently and they may be switching different networks uh, you know, they've been struggling with, you know, putting out a show at 10 p.m., I believe on a Wednesday night. Uh, you know, that's not the best time to put it out, but they're still able to pull off, you know, some pretty high ratings. Definitely not higher than the WWE, but they're doing, you know, pretty good for themselves. So I'm proud of you, Impact Wrestling. Keep on doing what you're doing. That's what creative freedom does to you guys. That's that's what it does. Although they don't have the millions of viewers that WWE has, they still do have good viewership. So let's just give props to Impact Wrestling. I also would like to touch more on uh, the fact that, uh, you know, there was a couple uh, stars from NJPW that were contacted by WWE, uh, specifically Tetsuya Naito, who immediately turned it down, uh, which is amazing. So that, again, that shows, you know, we may actually have a chance to hold the indie scene somewhat together. I think that the indie scene in WWE needs to coincide and live in peace, which it seems like they're doing. You know, there's been some appearances from Mustafa Ali at a uh, Evolve show or MLW show um, and some other NXT superstars. So there should be no worries with that. And I cannot wait to see the future of the wrestling landscape, folks. Uh, also, I uh, want to just say a quick, and this is, you know, a little bit sad, but... Uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, his coach, his trainer, Jose Lothario, hopefully I pronounced that right, Jose Lothario, Lothario, I want to say Lothario, has passed away at the age of 83, that is the master, the original master of the Sweet Chin music, uh, he has passed away, so uh, rest in peace, Jose, your super kicks will live on through the Young Bucks, uh, and the many other people that, you know, I can actually execute it the right way. That's another thing I want to talk about one day is the execution of certain moves from certain people. But anyways, folks, I hope you enjoy today's episode of the Ring Discussions Podcast. I'm your host of Ring of Discussions TV or of the Ring of Sports TV, whatever you want to call it. I got to figure out some type of name soon, folks. Come on, 619. Sorry, that was on my clock. Anyways, I hope you all enjoy your day. 
I'm your host, Truman Hudson III, signing out. Follow me on Twitter at T Hudson Theory. Rate the show, subscribe to the show. Uh, it's never miss an update. And I'm signing out, folks. Have an awesome day.